Just want to say welcome everybody back to the channel. Um, definitely appreciate all the love and support. Everybody who listens, uh, it's very nice to see my channel is being listened to in different um, different countries. That's very humbling, very exciting. I didn't think that that would be the case, but that's definitely nice to see and hear. Um, this episode is episode seven, um, Finding the One Podcast. This is your host, Reese. Um, infidelity slash trust. I feel like they go hand in hand. So that's why I wanted to make episode seven about those two. Um, obviously, we all know what those two mean. But for those who, you know, maybe you don't know or maybe you want a better understanding of those. Um, I feel like they go hand in hand for a lot of reasons. Um, <clears throat> a lot of time people accuse you of infidelity, whether it's flat out cheating, whether it's communicating with someone else. Uh, whether it's um, not telling uh, the whole story, um, but usually the base is they don't trust you. Now, why don't they trust you? Let's back that up. Um, could it be that they once trust you and then you lost their trust? Could it be that they have trust issues with everybody, no matter who, who it is? Or could it just be that... Um, as far as trust goes, you guys haven't been together or known each other long enough to earn that level of trust because there are levels of trust. Like when you first meet somebody, a prime example, when you meet somebody outside on the street, you're talking to them and, you know, you still have your distance, of course, with social distancing because it's COVID. But even in general, you have your distance because you don't know this person. Like, is this person running up on you? Is this person trying to take something from you? Is this person trying to harm you? So usually 90% of the time, I won't say 99 because there are some super friendly people and I'll touch on that in a second. But 90% of the time when you meet someone, there's a space of difference between you. There's a space between the two of you because you don't know this person. You know, one, you don't really want to be in their bubble as a just a safety precaution thing. But two, just as a general comfortability thing, you don't want to be in someone's space uh, at like that. So when that happens, usually there's a bit of space. And the reason I say 90 percent and not 99 percent of the time, because I personally. Very outgoing, very outspoken, you know, can network and, you know, very friendly, just overall person. So there's been times where even me, I was thrown off like, whoa, like that elevated quickly. Like, I'll give you an example. I remember I was talking to somebody and I was like, hey, you know, talking and I love the conversation. They're just like, oh, my God, I just love your energy. And just walked up and hugged me. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, like on the one hand, it was like, wow, you know, that's nice. You know, I wasn't expecting it. But then on the other hand, it's like, I don't even really know you like this. And you're like, you just went in for a full fledged hug. You know, you don't want to be disrespectful or come off as standoffish, but like you definitely entered my comfort zone a lot quicker than I anticipated, expected or wanted you to. So it's like a catch 22 in that hand. But like I feel like what made it OK and acceptable in that specific instance is that it was pure, just genuine. Like you ever met someone and it's just like a pure, genuine connection, like they're just really good people and they don't people and they want to 
Like you guys are just back and forth brainstorming. You guys are just back and forth commenting and sharing information. And they're just like, oh my God, like I feel like we're Kendrick Spears. Like they just real like, like they bring the big energy. And and the thing about that, it was like when they have that, you kind of all those guards and all that pent up or life lessons that you've learned to have, you kind of, even though you know in your mind about them, you kind of throw them out because on the one hand, you're like, wow, okay. Like I could let my guard down a little bit, you know? So it's very interesting. If you've met a person like this, you'll understand exactly what I mean. If you haven't, just wait until you meet a person like that and you'll just be like, whoa, like you, <laughs> you came with all the energy this morning. Like, I don't know you from a can of paint and here you are with all the energy. So definitely for sure with that. And then, um, so going back to the original topics, as far as trust goes, um, there are, like I said, there's different levels of trust. There's people who maybe they want to, I'm kind of, for example, I'll give, I'll use myself. I'm kind of a wait and see kind of trust person. Like, okay, you cool. I like you. Vibe is nice. Things are going well. But we still need to go through things. Like for me, I don't call everyone my friend. I have a lot of associates. I have a couple friends and I only have a small amount of best friends. So there's levels to it. You know, you first meet somebody, they cool. You don't really haven't filled them out. They're associate. You guys been through some stuff or you guys have a deeper connection on something or you can really vibe with this person. Maybe you move up to friendship. But even still, like it's not a right away. Like I've never just thrown around the term like a, you know, right away. Cause it's just not me as a person. Like I'm not gonna be, Oh yeah. I've been on this person two minutes. This is my friend. Like, no, 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 no. Just because like there's levels of trust. Like you haven't been through anything with this person. So it's kind of like, you don't know what to expect. So like, I'll give you an example. When you're friends with somebody, you'll put yourself in vulnerable situations. You'll put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You'll put yourself in all kind of maybe out-of-body experience situations to try to learn and grow as a person. But if you can't trust that that person has your best interests, are you really going to put yourself in those situations? No. So that's what I mean as far as trust. Like There will be people that have to earn that level of trust. And once you earn that level of trust, then okay. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, as far as trust with a friendship, like if I have a friend, say I have a real good friend, we're good friends. I don't really like heights. I travel all the time. I don't mind getting planes, helicopters, none of that. None of that bothers me. But like ro- certain roller coasters, eh. certain, you know, if you say, oh, yeah, let's jump out of plane. Eh. I've parasailed, which was like, whoa, but I was so happy to get back down on the ground. Like it was definitely a good moment. I did it with my brothers. But it was definitely a moment where I was more excited to be on the ground than ever before. But it was definitely a nice experience. I know I'll never do it again. But the trust of being with them, and I knew that, shoot, if we're going down, we all three of us going down. And I knew that if if anything was going to happen, like, I was with the right people. So that's what I mean as far as, like, trust. Like, I know that I can swim and they can swim. But I know if anything happened, we're going to figure it out put the three of our heads together and figure out how to get out of this situation together. So like, that's a trust that we grew, but they're best friends. So they have like the highest level of trust. Like as far as like, I even consider them as brothers. So like, it's, it's the highest possible level of trust. Like I don't have to ever like put up any guards, ever put up any kind of, um, well, what ifs? Because I know that we've been in situations where they've been together, the three of us, 
or separate or individual levels that I'm like, oh, okay, this person is definitely trustworthy. So for me, uh, that's an example uh, of trust. There's some people who just have trust issues. So when you're entering a relationship with someone who has trust issues, I think the key is to create a comfortable space, whether it be for them to communicate their thoughts, communicate their ideas, maybe try to ask questions to understand why they've had this trust issue. So sometimes, even though people don't like to harp on the past, sometimes it is important to find out what their past relationship life was like. Because maybe, for an example, um, I dated a girl who dated a compulsive liar. So she questioned everything I said. And I was just like, whoa, bro, you don't have to do that. Like, trust me. If I tell you something, it is what it is. Like, if I say, okay, we're going to the movies at seven, I'm standing on that seven. Like, that's the time we're going. We're going that day. And I will not overbook, overplan, or do anything of that nature uh, to mess up that seven o'clock. Because at seven o'clock on Friday, let's say, for example, that's the day we're going and the time. I'm very adamant on that. So like if something's even in the 630 range and like, oh, yeah, I could do this at 630. Like, ah, I might be I might be late for my day to seven. So you don't have to second guess it. And I think over time she learned that. And over time, she had a newfound respect for me because it was like, okay, he stands on what he says. Like he says this. He does this. It was very simple with me, but it was challenging as the person. Who didn't break your trust. Because it's like, I'll give you an example. I might have helped somebody do something. And, oh, was you, were you, were you trying to get her number? Like, and I'm just looking at her like, bro, you were here through the whole interaction. You know, you saw what the interaction was. And I think you were close enough to even hear the interaction. Uh, did you in any way feel that I was trying to get her number? Or did you in any way feel that? you know, uncomfortable or I disrespected you as a partner in any way? And her answer was no. So I was like, this is clearly your own insecurities. Like you got to realize that, for an example, the more that you um, blame somebody or the more that you accuse them and they're not doing anything legitly, like if you're legitly being a good dude or a good woman or whatever you identify as because you're yeah, it doesn't matter them, they, that doesn't matter to me. Uh, so whatever you identify as, if you're legitly being a good person or a good partner to that person, why would you then, like how, that becomes very draining because after all this point in time, that person is still saying, oh, you probably got a little girlfriend on the side or you probably messing with somebody over here or there or I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one or you tell me that it's just us, but I'm sure there's several other people. And mentally, it does something to you because you're sitting there like, okay, when I'm not with you, I'm being faithful to the situation because that's what we discuss. That's what works for us. That's what we discuss. So if I'm being faithful to the situation, but every time we hang out, I have to be questioned or ridiculed or just badgered. It's like, I'm confused on why I'm faithful to the situation. Now, the younger version of me is like, okay, why am I here? You know, like, like literally, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the patience. I didn't have the energy. So why am I here? If I'm not doing anything and you're going to accuse me anyway, why am I in your presence? Like, I could just leave 
go out, be single, be free, do whatever I want, and don't have to deal with your back and forth of, oh, where was this? And why did this take so long? And da, 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 da. your insecurities. Now, as a grown up, as I'm developing uh, as an adult, I've, I, I more so want to understand the why behind it. Like, why is it that you are like this? Or why is it that, or what gives you the thought or the idea that someone's doing something deceitful behind your back and you just can't put your finger on it? Like, why, what happened to you? So that kind of also touches, sliding into the second part, is infidelity. Infidelity is huge. So the key thing for both to not have trust issues or infidelity, there's one key word that will help you with both. And it's going to blow your mind because it's so simple. But like so many people are either bad at it, don't want to do it, or just feel that it's irrelevant. Communication. It's communication. It's no secret behind it. It's communication. I'll give you an example. If you have trust issues, say that in the door. Hey, I like you. you. You're a nice little vibe. You know, I think we're having a good time. I like to get to know you on a deeper level. However, I have trust issues. Say that. Put the ball in the other person's court. Let them decide what they want to do. Another prime example of this. Communication is key. So the way I date and the way you date may be different ways of dating. But I couldn't be upset with anyone but myself because I didn't ask or communicate with you, how do you date? And because I didn't, now I have trust issues based on our situation. And this is the example that I'm going to explain. So I was talking to this young lady. We were at the talking stage. So the talking stage for me in my eyes is I just met you. You just met me. We're talking. We're communicating. FaceTime. Snapchat, however we're communicating, doesn't matter. You know, there's so many social media platforms. Um, so however we're communicating, we're communicating and we are trying to get to know each other, understand each other to even see if we want to get to the dating stage. Right. Because, you know, maybe 90 percent of the time when you meet somebody, it's a small interaction. It's not like, oh, you meet somebody that day and you guys are like, oh, let's spend three hours together. Like, no, it's not realistic. Sometimes it's just like, oh, you see somebody while you on your way to do something else. So you got other stuff planned that day and you're just like, OK, let's switch numbers and let's stay in contact. Cool. So that's the talking stage for me. I can't speak for other people for me. The dating stage is we're dating like I'm actively pursuing you. I'm actively courting you. I'm actively trying to woo you or see more about you or learn more about you because I'm intrigued at a higher level. Now, for me, when I'm at the actively dating stage, I'm only actively dating you. And what I didn't realize is that her active dating and my active dating are two different active datings. And because I didn't communicate that, the only person's feelings were hurt were mine because I'll give you an example. We went on a date, let's say on a Wednesday. I don't remember the exact day. So let's say it was a Wednesday. Go out on a date. We had a good time. Things great. Blah, blah, blah. We talked about it next day. Oh, cool, cool. We got to hang out again. You know, all, that part, all that part of the story is irrelevant. That's why I kind of fast forward it. The important part of the story is that she was like, yeah, we should. You know, I got a couple of dates set up, but we should set something up maybe for next week. And I'm like, 
I had to reread the text message. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? What you mean you have a couple of dates that are like, um, at first I'm thinking, oh man, this is a sweet girl. Cause like she was, well, she's setting up dates for me. And then I'm thinking about it. Wait, then I read, reread it. Like, no, she said she has a couple dates set up, but I wasn't informed on these dates. So obviously they're not with me. So I asked a follow-up question and I said, so are you dating other people? She said, yeah, I mean, I'm not anybody's girlfriend. I'm dating several people. And I'm just like, wow. Like, at the one hand, like, I was super mad because I'm like, bro, I put all my, for me, when I say dating just this person, I'm putting my time, effort, and energy in just you because I have a lot of things going on, a lot of things I'm juggling. So for me, if I'm putting my time, effort, and energy into just you, which is fine, then that means that that's all I'm talking to. Like, because I don't have time to learn seven different women or six different... Any, anything more than one. I don't have time to learn you. I got to learn you. I got to learn your likes, dislikes. I got to see if we're compatible. Like I have to learn these things. So for me to learn these things, I need to take the time to learn them. Like I can't be dating you Wednesday, her Friday, her Saturday. I'm not serious because I'm out here dating all these people and I'm not really getting a chance to understand them all. I might confuse the dates. I might confuse their personalities. I might confuse a lot of things because you're trying to juggle multiple people instead of just focusing on one. So for me, I've been down that road in my younger ages, and I was just like, like, I was literally on a date, and I told another girl about another date, and I was just like, yeah, I remember we went here and there. She was like, that wasn't me. And I was like, no, no, no. And I was so adamant on it, like, no, no, no. And then she was like, no, we've never been there. Matter of fact, we've never did X or Y, whatever it was. And I was like, yikes. So after that date, I knew I wasn't getting a second date or another date, whatever date we were on. I knew I wasn't getting another one. However, I had an epiphany that maybe it'll be easier for you to understand and know who's who if you just date one person. So from that day forward, maybe 10 years ago, um, I only dated one person at a time because dating multiple people is too hard to keep it together, especially if you got a lot going on in your life. Now, if you ain't got nothing going on in your life, you got no work, no job, you're not hustling, you're not trying to make money, you're just sitting at home. Uh, texting females all day or hitting them up all day. Okay, maybe you got a lot more free time than me. I don't have that much free time to be keeping up with everybody's life. Sometimes I can only keep up with mine, and sometimes I can't even keep up with friendships. So I'm not going to even sit here and lie to myself and be like, oh, yeah, I can juggle six girls. Like, I can't. I've tried it. It was unsuccessful. (laughs) I usually get exposed after a little bit of time because they're just like, we didn't do this, or we didn't do that, or you never told me this, or you never said you felt like this, and it's like, ah, whoop. So with that being said, I get it with the trusting. Had I sat there and communicated, hey, I would only like to date you, and I want to exclusively, that's the key word, date just you. So then my trust wouldn't have felt broken because technically I communicated, I only want to exclusively date you and you communicated, you only want to date me exclusively. So now that that goes over the the trust thing and just communicating trust and just being upfront and forward with people about trust. You have to be like, hey, I have trust issues. Let that person decide. If that's what they want to deal with, because some people that may be a lot. It's not easy dealing with someone with trust issues because they will question your actions. They will question uh, everything you tell to them. It's it's not easy. And sometimes it might not even be that you don't trust the person. It may be that you guys are on a different level. So like, 
for example, maybe y'all started off as friends and you guys are best friends and you love each other and everything's good as far as that goes. But like it's a different level now, like you're you're in a relationship and you love this person, but it's just like you don't know how they move. You don't know how they move as a partner and people move as a partner different from how they move as a friend. So like as a friend, it's like you write you write certain things off. You just like, ah, that's them, blah, blah, blah. But as a partner, you have to try to understand them and get them on a different level and a better understanding overall of who they are as a person. And that's a different level than what you were as a best friend or a friend because like you weren't trying to get to know them on an intimate level either. Like so you're getting an all-around understanding, which I feel like in a friendship, you probably get like what 75-80% understanding because you'll never get the whole uh hundred percent because a lot of friends don't a lot of friends confide more into their spouse than their best friends. Even though their best friend's been around longer, it's the fact that maybe they're more comfortable being vulnerable with their spouse. Uh, and maybe there's conversations that just came up uh, randomly uh, in times of whatever, and passion or times of anger or times of frustration. And you just broke down and told them like this and that. So there's a lot of times that like the spouse will know more depending on how long they've been around than you as a best friend. So I understand that. Uh, as far as infidelity, I think it kind of touches on what I talked about earlier. Communicate that. Hey, we're not exclusively dating. You can date who you want. Cool. If she would have communicated that or I would have known or now I know to ask that. But like if I was uh, wise enough to ask that and not assume everybody assumptions is the worst thing you could do. Let's start there. But just saying. If I wasn't to assume that she dated the way I dated, my feelings probably wouldn't have been hurt. Maybe would have got along great. Maybe I even could have told her about some of the other dates I went on. You'd be surprised. You tell women things and you think, oh, no, they would never understand. And then you tell a woman something, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, and I've had a friend like that where we wind up just being good friends because the 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 as far as the attraction, we just cool, whatever. But like just the overall connection wasn't there as far as on that level. But as a friend, I told her about, oh, man, I just got her back on a date. I just came back from this day and it was terrible. This whatever, whatever. And you talking to them like you would talk to one of your homeboys. And it's so crazy because they give you a better understanding of how women think. And they give you a better understanding of where you dropped the ball, how you could have did a little better. Like, you know, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like a trip advisor, you know, so. It's actually good to have a female best friend or a female friend in general because they definitely would be like, you know what, you know you really dropped the ball, you know, this and that, this and that. And and they'll hold you accountable, but you'll be okay with it. Because like when guys hold you accountable, they'd be like, Man, you ain't shit, bro. Like, and they'd be like, bro, like, bro, like, <laughs> like I messed up one time and now I'm <laughs> now I'm a, a terrible guy. You know, girls uh ladies, I won't say girls, ladies have a softer touch, usually. That doesn't mean one sex over the other. I'm sure there's guys with a softer touch, but in my experience, based on my experience only, not saying this is an overall, ladies have a softer touch and they'll go, hey, you know, you really dropped the ball. You really got to do better because she seemed like a nice one and you let her go for frivolous reasons. Also, infidelity in a relationship. So a relationship is between two people polyamorous, obviously multiple people, but um, let's just start with the basic relationship, two people. 
So the key thing I could tell you what I've learned about relationships is do what's best for your relationship, not your relationship in the outside world, not your relationship in social media, your relationship. If they like this and you're okay with that, work on it. Do that. You know, if you are okay with um, being open, be open. Because at the end of the day, there's only two people in the relationship. And that's the only two people matter. So if you approach somebody and be like, hey, you know, I'm in an open situation. Is that fine with you? And they're not fine with it. Just move on. Because the person that you're with is fine with it. Or if you're in a closed situation, you know, monogamous situation, obviously, and someone approaches you and you go, hey, you know, you seem very nice, but I I do have a spouse and um, they wouldn't be comfortable with this. Not not hard. Now that 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 washes away in any infidelity because you communicated with that new individual who don't who doesn't know your situation. It could be as simple as they approach you or you approach them. Just uh, I'll give you an example. Like somebody I might have been like, oh, you know, very you look very nice today. And I and I'm strong believer on giving genuine compliments. There's nothing wrong with giving someone a genuine compliment and not. Um. There's nothing wrong with giving someone a genuine compliment and not having anything sexual behind it. Sorry, that's my my uh, computer. But having nothing sexual behind it, meaning, oh, your dress is very pretty. Uh, it looks very nice. Oh, that color looks great on you. And then just leaving it at that. There's been times I gave a compliment to somebody and walked off. I was like, oh, yeah, your dress looks very nice. Or, you, or that dress looks very nice on you. And, and said, have a great day and walked away. And they're puzzled because they assume that every guy that gives them a compliment is trying to get their phone number or every guy that um, uh, that gives them any kind of notification wants to uh, sexualize the situation or sexualize the thing. And it's just like, nah, it's, I mean, you could you can literally give another human being a compliment and that can change somebody's whole day. I remember I was having a... Mm, I never have a terrible day, but it wasn't my best day. It wasn't like one for the books. So, and I had just got my hair cut and I'm just going through the motions of the things that I had to do. But for whatever reason, I didn't have a great day. Maybe I didn't have a lot of sleep last night. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And somebody was like, oh, yeah, I like your haircut. They did a good job. And I was just like, oh, well, thank you. And my whole day got turned around. Don't know the person from a can of paint, but it was just so nice to be able to hear uh, something nice from someone else. And it was genuine. That's the key when you're giving compliments is be genuine. Just say, hey, X, just strict, strict, strictly to the facts. That hair color looks nice on you. That hairstyle is nice. You know, whatever it is, strictly to the facts. Don't drag it. Don't sexualize it. Don't anything. And that right there is huge. Like that's, but you have to, to be honest, you do have to know your partner. Because you could be with a partner who doesn't like that, who doesn't appreciate that, who doesn't want you to do that, who doesn't feel comfortable with it because of their own insecurities, then, you know, and you have to respect that because they told you, hey, you know, it makes me uncomfortable when you tell another young lady um, to, uh, you know, she looks like she looks nice. So she's beautiful or whatever, whatever, whatever the compliment is. And if they tell you that, 
and they tell it to you and they send like it's just the two of you and she tells you that you have to respect that because she's letting you know in the door like i don't like this so please don't do this around me does that mean you have to change who you are as a person no but maybe just when you're with them don't do that because you know it's going to make your partner feel uncomfortable and it might bring up infidelity issues it might think oh you really want her <sighs> you know two days later she's still talking about the lady in the orange dress you know it's like bro i don't even remember what she looked like i just said she looks nice and moved on like you're still talking about it, you're harping about it because and all like we're having unnecessary arguments because really the deep-rooted problem is you're still hurt about something that happened two days ago and we haven't talked about it. So now any little minute thing or insignificant thing, it's going to be a big blown up argument. So to save yourself the argument, if your partner says it, just leave it alone. You know, just leave it alone. But I definitely feel that if you have genuine intentions and you're not like, oh, yeah, this and that, and you're not just trying to hook up with everybody you give a compliment to, give somebody a compliment because you never know what people are going through. I mean, some people are battling cancer. Some people are battling, they just lost somebody. Like, just because you physically see somebody or they're, and they look normal or they're smiling or whatever, a lot of time they're masking what's really going on. I know so many people who are walking around, floating around this world, and they're masking so much going on in their life. And if you actually had time to sit down there and talk to them for even 15 minutes, it would blow your mind, the type of stuff they're going to. But that's all I have for episode seven. I appreciate everybody tuning in, listening to my rant or vent or podcast, whatever you prefer, of infidelity and trust. Uh, please look at it, reflect on it, see how that affects your actual life, and uh, tune in for episode eight. Uh, that will be dropping soon. And uh, appreciate all the support. Love all my fans. And um, this is Reese out for the Finding the One podcast. You have a great day and uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay safe.